0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Hell. This time it's me, your host, Ryan, joined by my co-host, Joe. And the reason I sound so glum is I recommended a movie that was hyped up to me by a guy who runs trivia here at the bar. And I don't know how I feel about it. The movie is Burn After Reading, which seems like it would be hard to go wrong, uh, just given the cast that's in it john malkovich george clooney you know brad pitt uh what's your person your favorite the one you're really upset that she didn't do a nude scene in this
1: movie oh that'd be francis mcdormand i was yeah, heartbroken go. from the masterpiece dark man best known for her role
0: <laughs> anyway
1: nomadland is that what you're gonna you're gonna bring that
0: no, no. Best, best known, known for No, best known for a okay. role as Liam Neeson's girlfriend in in uh, Darkman. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah. This movie is it's how would I describe it? It's almost like a Friends episode involving the spy community.
1: Sort of. It's like
0: it's all these like weird mix-ups and mishaps and just not knowing mm-hmm what to do and a lot of the problems would have been solved by modern technology and it's just a really really strange movie so i'm interested to hear what you think about it first
1: this was one of those movies that i thought hearing about it seeing the previews i was like oh this looks like it could be fun and i'd say for the most part it's fairly fun it's lighthearted in some areas other areas is pretty serious about what's going on like, there's some relationship stuff that goes on that's a um, l- little more heavy than you might expect. And some just themes about what people are trying to do. Some things that happen in it that is that are pretty dark. But overall, it's this, it is this quirky, goofy, trying-to-be-kind-of-funny-and-self-aware movie. And I think a lot of the praise that was heaped onto this movie was because of um, Brad Pitt's portrayal in it. I don't think up to that point he'd really played any characters like this. In this, uh, in case anybody doesn't know, he plays uh, an athletic trainer, a uh, person who you can go to a gym and they will uh, train you to be a better version of yourself. And he's Mm -hmm. just this over-the-top, enthusiastic kind of really ridiculous caricature of a character. And in the beginning, the first time I watched it years ago, that was fun and I liked it, but you know, watching it this time, I don't think I was as enamored with it. And actually I ended up kind of feeling bad for him throughout most of this movie. Like he's just railroaded by this other character to do a bunch of stuff that he doesn't really want to do because they have this ulterior motive of it's really just selfish what they're trying to get out of it. But it's this movie's just, it's got somewhat of a story, but I think it's really mostly about the characters who were in it. Like that's this thing. And it's a Coen Brothers movie. So if you know uh, Coen Brothers movies, it does feel like one of those, I'd say without question. But I don't necessarily think it is, I don't think it's their best. I would agree with that. Like, I'm a fan of several other ones before this one. But, you know, that being said, I wouldn't say it was terrible. I think it's, you know, it just kind of falls in the median average of things. Not super great, not terrible. Uh, It may have been overhyped to you, per Mm -hmm. se. And considering what we could have watched instead of this, we might have to end up watching that next time. But, uh, (laughs) it was, you know, it was a movie that got made, and I think it was, apparently it was something that the Coen brothers were writing at the same time as they were writing No Country for Old Men, and they would work on one script one day and one script another day.
0: Hmm. Those are some very different movies to be working on at the same time. I guess maybe you need an outlet for different kinds of energy. Yeah, maybe. That but sounds right, like a very you know. that might be the most Hollywood sounding thing I've ever said.
1: <laughs> it might it uh, it's not the least Hollywood thing you ever said. But this was uh, I know you had mixed feelings about this once the movie ended. How did how did Ryan feel about it? So I think it's probably safe to spoil
0: a, a lot of it, but not. I mean, it's hard to like tell everything that happens in it. I mean, essentially. God it's a li- it's, a, it's a story of a lot of people self-destructing. Mm-hmm. He started off with John Malkovich's character who's being essentially fired for being probably the way he is. You just see throughout the movie that he's like a horrific person to try to deal with. Um, he is unbeknownst to him being divorced by his wife, who you know is encouraged by her lawyer to dig into his financials and figure out what he's got before they do anything. So she's on his computer, takes a bunch of information, and winds up losing it. Uh, Or no, actually, sorry, like a paralegal or a secretary ends up losing it at the gym. Right. And because this guy worked in intelligence and the wife didn't really know what she was looking at, a bunch of classified-looking information got out. And that set off this whole chain of events. So there's a selfish character who wants... Something for her, just for herself, just to help her look better and feel better about herself. And that's kind of one of the main things pushing the whole story forward. But there's infidelity and violence and just chance encounters and people using poor judgment. I mean, a lot of it could have been solved by Brad Pitt using a different voice when he, as Chad, sorry. Oh my God. (laughs) When he's on the phone where he's like, are you, what, what was the name? Something Cox. Uh, Ozzy, Oz, Osborne, Osborne Osborne. Osborne. Cox, Osborne Cox. And he keeps saying it like that. And it's this really weird, just this really weird, like personality that he develops while he's trying to do this and act like a spy. Cause he's like, Oh, we just got to give it back to the guy. Like it's the right thing to do. Maybe we'll get some kind of little reward, you know, like a
1: finder's fee.
0: Yeah. Which is like, fine. It's whatever. Like I was on a ferry when I was on vacation a couple of years ago, I accidentally dropped my wallet. Kid found it. I gave him, like, ten bucks or whatever. Like, whatever I had in my wallet, you know? But the way he does it, he's like, you know, first we have to talk about our fee or whatever. Like, there's no... I don't know. Just everything has gone about totally wrong. And it makes this, like, shitstorm. And it's actually very entertaining for the most part. Apart from the fact that it made me very uncomfortable for a lot of it. And I really don't like... Um, I've already pushed her name out of my head again Francis Karen a,
1: mcdormand
0: yeah but her name is karen in the movie right karen is it? something are you looking it up
1: yeah linda. Oh, linda linda litsky
0: okay kim i think kim said karen i think kim must have been calling her a karen
1: yes okay
0: yeah i really did not like that character there's, there's just so much going on there's like a little bit of a love triangle too but it's just you know you see the the stuff George Clooney's doing that screws up his life, mm-hmm. stuff going on with his you know family and his situation, what John Malkovich is doing. Like you see behind the scenes that the CIA is like totally aware of everything that's going on. <laughs> I also realized that the Russian, there's a Russian guy that they encounter at the embassy. Uh-huh. That guy played, I think, General Zhukov or something like that in the Americans. Cause yeah, I knew he looked been, super familiar. He's, I'd he's seen him a as Russian a
1: character in several things. Yes, I know. I, I, had, I knew I recognized him.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had seen him as a Russian in a bunch of different stuff, but it was like, there's, he's really, really familiar. And I think, I think that is the, uh, that's where it came from. So, I mean, ultimately it comes down to not a conclusion, but, but maybe, maybe more realistic. Kind of like we talked about in our last review, like, sometimes you find a more realistic ending for things than, than a movie would normally have. And I think this is kind of one of those. It just, mm-hmm. it just hit an end where not everybody wins. Not everybody loses. Oh no, kind of everybody loses kind of everybody ends up a little bit worse in this than they should have been or would have been otherwise, but it just peters out, you know, it's a train wreck and all the cars finally got wrecked and then it was just over.
1: Yeah. I'd go with that. Um, I was just thinking about how the way the things play out in this so you've got these two characters of Chad and Linda who work at hard bodies they're just they're just people who work at a gym they're that's all that they pick up towels and they wipe off seats and they kind of try to be little personal trainer people and they they find this information and it ends up you find out throughout the course of the movie that the information is crap it is utterly not worth anything at all to anybody. And even... Uh, so this is the information. It's a memoir of Osborne Cox. And even his wife, when she he gets the call from them about them wanting money, and she's like, who would want money for that? Like, how is it? It's not valuable. Right? And that was just her kind of... In the beginning, before you really knew anything, her busting his balls because she doesn't love him anymore. She's starting to divorce him, so she doesn't give a crap about him. But the way this goes down, I was some things that happen in it are very real, like you just said. The way it ends, particularly uh, some of the things that happen to some of the characters, like poor old Chad. But for the most of most part. It, A part of it, at least now that I'm thinking about it, reminded me of American Animals, when the kids are trying to plan that heist, and they have these grand illusions of how it's going to go and how it's going to be, and yet when the actual event happens, the way they showed it in the film was way more realistic than what a lot of films do. It wasn't mm-hmm. fun, it wasn't, no music playing, it was kind of horrific, for all parties involved. And as they're on the phone with an ex CIA member, it seems like, I mean, I know it, it wasn't like now with the kind of cell phones and things we have now, but it was still cell phone time. So the technology was not terrible and it's almost guaranteed that he could make a phone call. Hey, I need the number that just called here. Traced find out where that place was, because they called from her house, and then pretty much go from there. Like, that could have been horrible for them. But that yeah. it, it escalated kind of to that when Chad meets him. I'm sorry, not, not Chad, Mr. Black. Yeah. Meets him in the car, and that particular scene with him and John Malkovich was great. That was a fun scene, and there are some really fun moments in this. I yeah. feel like the characters who were in it... um, At least certain ones had a really good time playing their characters. I think Brad Pitt had fun. John Malkovich had fun. George Clooney looked like he was having fun with it. I think he really enjoys working with the Coen brothers. He's done it on several occasions, at least three times that I know of. And he was having a good time with this, playing this just raging sexaholic, just (laughs) trying to sleep with anything that he possibly could, cheating on his wife, who was kind of like... He talked about the things that he did, but you never really was. I don't know if he was he retired or I think he was just, you know, living off of her. It felt like how it was. She was this author for kids books and going and doing her thing.
0: Yeah, it was hard to tell how he had the time to do the stuff that he was doing.
1: He had a lot of time. But there's there were things in it that I'd say definitely, definitely bugged me. And it was maybe, maybe I'm just old fashioned. Maybe I'm out of touch. And maybe too many people are living like this. But everybody's cheating on everybody else. Like these characters, these wives who want to get divorced, well, their husbands are cheating on them, or they're cheating on their husbands. And like that's, that's their view of marriage. That's what the, the way marriage is portrayed in this movie. You've got Linda who isn't married and is trying to, you know, meet guys. She goes on a date with this one guy who that was just terrible. Uncomfortable it, to watch. Un, let alone be on. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, he he beat on her. He sure oh did. My God. <laughs> and it so he she goes on this date and it's ridiculous and it's terrible and he they go to a quote unquote funny movie. He's not laughing. They go to eat at a restaurant. He's not talking, and they go back to her place or his place nookie nookie. somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think it was his place.
1: Okay, or or a hotel room because it looked unfamiliar. Like it didn't look like the scene of her place that yeah. we see later. Maybe it's reminded me of a hotel room, which makes sense. And then she like gets his ha- her hands on his wallet, and there's this note in there that looks like it was written from a wife. Please yeah, bring that home was my assumption whatever.
0: too. Yeah, it was like
1: milk, eggs,
0: like normal grocery type stuff.
1: Right. And so everybody's cheating on everybody. And that sort of thing kind of rubs me the wrong way. I think you could maybe try and portray it the other way. But is it unfair to do that? I don't know if it is when more than 50% of marriages ended up in failure right now. It's just, you know, that's kind of the world we live in. People don't, they they woefully underestimate the amount of effort it takes to stay married.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's that's just its own separate thing so that in and of itself I think kind of bothered me and like you talked about nobody ends up really winning in this it could be argued if one was so inclined while having a discussion about such movie the women end up winning in this John Malkovich's wife character played by Tilda Swinton, she wins because he's gone uh, I mean George Clooney's wife who was gonna they were gonna both those women were going to divorce their men, so the fact of what happened to their men, mm. who cares? Mm. They end up getting what they want.
0: Well, but she doesn't. Tilda Swinton doesn't get to be with George Clooney's character. This is true. Which I mean, she gets divorced, but they don't
1: end up. It it doesn't end up the way she wanted it to be. <laughs> and the way he walked out on her, it's one of the best. That was scenes. pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. this
0: is this is one of those movies that reminds me like very very slightly of the green knight Uh, because it's it's one where it's like it's about the journey and it's not it's it's not the it's not what the green knight was it's not something that i'm gonna think about from time to time and be like man remember that but it is one of those ones where it's much more about the journey than where the story ends up and i really really like the edition of the CAA guys like J.K. Simmons and whoever the underling was who were, you know, they just know what's going on. It's like, okay, we recovered this body. Like, what should we do with it? Get rid of it. Burn it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, okay, this information's been leaked. Uh, okay, what was the clearance level of the analyst? Level three. Oh, pfft, I don't care. Yeah, he like, like looks over the,
1: the file. That. He gives it a quick scan. Oh, yeah, well, there's nothing. Okay, whatever. Keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna bring the FBI in on this. He's like, oh, what? No. Oh, God, no. Don't do that. Like, that's going to turn it into a whole thing. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a fun
0: journey. It's just like it was, I don't know, it's was like waiting for something more. I felt like I was waiting for something
1: the whole time that never really happened. Really? I kind of thought that moment, I feel like, was supposed to be the one interaction between Brad Pitt and George Clooney. The, kind of the climax. Yeah, which wasn't at the end of the movie. It, yeah, had, it I happened earlier on. than I thought. Not quite two-thirds of the way, maybe. That really put everything into like a tailspin. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel like that was what the directors were shooting for for that moment.
0: Right. Right. This is what's going to really put some stank on the rest of it. Uh-huh. Did it not? No, was I... it not stanky enough for you? <laughs> it was just... It was great. It was great. There was only, there was one moment in it that I thought about too, because your oldest asked to watch it with us and wound up not. And I realized we would have had to explain the situation where Linda and Chad
1: both picked up the phone. Ha ha ha. I mean, that's not the scene I was thinking of when I said, no, you can't watch this. He's a Mm -hmm. hobbyist.
0: Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Thing. Uh huh. I'm thinking, like, what in there is worse than anything you would see on like TikTok or YouTube in a given day, or hear about in like the hallways of a high school? I hope that. Yeah, you can hope. Maybe. I don't maybe. Know. Which that was. You just, just nice... don't want to. You just don't want to be the one to be there. You don't want to be the one to introduce it.
1: No. No, I'm good. Otherwise, anything else about that movie? There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Hundred bucks, oh, okay. all in, except the dildo. I'm not set up to mold hard rubber yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's making it for his wife. I love you, baby. I got I got your present. I finished it. I finished your surprise. Yeah, he was oh my gosh. I mean he plays this smooth scumbag. Everybody has their character. And I do. I believe that one of the real draws of this movie originally when it came out was Brad Pitt's character and how different it was than anything else he'd done up to that point. Hmm. That quirky and goofy and like, he just didn't play characters like that. Yeah, what was this, 2008-ish? Uh, I think so. I think that's what they said for this. 2008, okay. yes. Yeah.
0: So, kind of a... Yeah, It's it's probably fairly early on in his career. But not that early on. Yeah, but early I'll... enough that you're probably right. Like, a weird role for him. Weird role at that time. All
1: right. Oh, why is it... Okay. Trying to look something up, and didn't quite go the way I wanted, so I'm doing it a different mm. way. All right, come here to you.
0: Come here, you.
1: Give me ye. All right. Yes, this. Okay. So 2008. Burn after reading. Like he'd done so much. He. This was after Oceans Thirteen. So all of those he'd done Troy, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um. Yeah, he was in some of the some other stuff like Friends and. Apparently he did he Mr. and Mrs. Smith
0: him. before that? Uh-huh.
1: Huh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was 2005. Oh. of uh, the Mexican, which was ridiculous.
0: So he And that would have been well before, yeah, well well before Interview with the Vampire. Because the way he said Osborne Cox reminded me a lot of his character there. What was well before Interview with the Vampire? No, Interview with the Vampire being well before. Yes. Okay. Right after reading. Yeah, yeah. If I said that backwards, that wasn't what I meant.
1: All right. I'm like... So he'd done a number of things up to that point. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't know that he'd done a bunch of comedic roles or anything. Oh, for sure. Like, I know he was in Friends, but I'm looking over this stuff, and... That was just because he, he was dating he Jennifer some... Aniston, right? Um, really? Maybe. Probably. I think so. But he... He got some interesting roles before mm-hmm. then. Seven, Twelve Monkeys. Oh. I really enjoyed uh, Snatch. Fight Club's great. He's got... Ooh, he's got a lot of things after this, too. Ooh, man. Apparently a bunch of TV series hmm. that I didn't even realize. Underground Railroad, Lego Masters, Americana, Outer Range, Paper Girls, The Three-Body Problem, which is apparently filming right now. Hmm. But anyways, it... I liked what he got to do in this, but I think it got overblown. Apparently... Uh, the Cohen brothers wrote had somebody in mind for each one of the characters who were in this with the exception of Tilda Swint. But like hmm. everybody else who they got in it, you know, they wanted John Malkovich to be that character and George Clooney and Pitt And apparently Francis McDormand, who is married to Joel Cohen. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I either. I kind of feel bad for Joel now. <laughs> <sighs> You mean just because she's howling at, like, the Academy Awards or whatever? Yes. I mean, just yes. So one of the things I like to do on here, Howlegans, is I like to go on the IMDb. I like to look up in the trivia and, you know, see a couple little fun facts and little, little things. But as I'm reading this, I'm noticing, and I've noticed this before, never really brought it up, sometimes they put little neat things in here or what they think are neat, and they're really kind of... I don't know if I consider it trivia. Like JK Simmons, his character in this. Apparently he never stands up throughout the entire film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's at his desk. He's in there for a couple of scenes and that's it. Yeah. So it's him, a, yeah, it's like a minute maybe each scene. Right? I don't I don't know how that's trivia worthy. Uh the fact that Linda, Miss Linda Litsky, <laughs> uh she takes both her dates to see the same movie and eat at the same Chinese restaurant. Yeah, we we saw that. I'm not really sure why why that's a a big deal either. It's a pretty big part of the contrast they're showing. Right? That was kind of the point of it.
0: I don't know. They probably just have an intern like, hey, find something interesting to say about this movie. And they're like, uh. (laughs) It could be. All right, man. I don't have a whole lot else to say about this movie. It's... It's... It's not super satisfying in that, like, nobody is really, like, just the good guy. Well, there is one good guy. Probably the manager of Hard Bodies. (laughs) He's probably the one that gets screwed over that doesn't really deserve it.
1: Yeah, the soulful manager of Hard Bodies. Who, he's kind of a a simp. A little bit, he really wants to go out with Linda Litsky, but she's not looking at him at all like that. She's trying to work on herself, and it's a... that's a, a little bit of a, a thing there that it... He should have just stayed out of it. Should have just stayed out of it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah. do it. And unlike you guys, I didn't I didn't hate John Malkovich's character in this. I liked him.
0: I like John Malkovich a lot, and it's hard to separate myself from that. But he, he
1: played a very unpleasant person in this movie. Um, I get that. I, I guess I'm just trying to see it from his shoes. He's in a marriage where his wife doesn't love him. He's in a job that he thinks he's doing a good job, but apparently isn't anywhere that's anywhere important. So the things he thinks he knows aren't nearly as valuable as what he thinks. Um, he takes his infirmed father on his boat, and he's like talking to him about, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm trying to do. He, I'm going he's, to write
0: a, I want A
1: memoir. Memoir. A memoir. memoir. My memoir. memoir. <laughs> My I, I
0: would much rather hang out with him than his wife. That's for sure.
1: That is for sure. But I don't know. I, I think I. I think I liked him. His character. I liked his character. Yes, I like John Malkovich. That's easy. I really like John Malkovich. I mean, come on. But no. I liked his character in this. I think, at least compared to some of the other ones, I liked his character. I like Brad Pitt's character and the fact that I felt bad for him. I think I might rather hang out. With Tilda Swinton's character in this, than hang out with Brad Pitt's character in this, though. He was he was, ooh, that was rough. He was, he was tough to take. He was a lot, high energy. Yeah. Man. Okay. But you know, I'm old, so I like old stuff. We had uh, we had the little kids over here, over the past weekend or whatever it was, and I just. I remember coming in to the dining room and telling my wife, yeah, "I know you're still thinking about us having a kid, but I, I don't. I don't know if I can do it. Like it's little, little, little kids. I don't. That's. that's i a, a little thing. curmudgeonly for that. I can't put up with that kind of BS <laughs> anymore. I just, <laughs> I'm just gonna like smack them, bam, shut up. Can't Might do really it.
0: Better kids that way.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> there is that school of thought: too hard or too easy. I'd like mm-hmm. to think that there is an in between that I'm trying to balance right now, but mm. you know we'll see. Uh, once they become adults, we'll see how I walk that line. Maybe great, maybe terrible. I don't know. Yeah, it's partially up to them to figure that out. But Allegens, this was uh, this was an interesting Cohen Brothers movie. I don't necessarily think it was terrible, but it's certainly. I'm not putting it on a must watch. It's not on my top hundred movies of all time. Nothing like that.
0: Yeah. And the question It was definitely not what it was hyped up to me to be. Like, it was supposed to be this, well, I don't know, it was just, he He didn't say it was amazing, he didn't say it was like a must-see or anything, but he was like, hey, it's really good, it's better than I thought it
1: was going to be. Okay, that's a little less enthusiastic than you made it sound.
0: Yeah, but I mean, to be enthusiastic enough to even go up to, and tell somebody, like, you need to watch this. This is true. And then that's what it ends up being, I don't know, man. I felt that way about the movie uh
1: oh. every movie I've chosen, period. <laughs> I didn't Halligans, I didn't say that. Just I didn't I didn't say that, just throwing that out there. No, uh Men Who Stare at Goats. That was that, that was, was a rough one.
0: What? That was a rough one.
1: Yeah, that was another George Clooney movie that was supposed to be I think more than I thought that it was yeah
0: yeah that one is one where they made it look really good there was some hype around it and it was just so bizarre yeah not really very
1: fun not bizarre in a compelling way
0: i don't even think i've thought about that movie
1: since i watched it until just now you're welcome (laughs) that's what i'm here for buddy that's why i'm here that's why i came you remember that quote i do i can't think of what it's from oh what's his name i want to i want to get the character's name ah the actor is harrison ford in the second movie we ever reviewed which was supposed to be the first movie on the podcast
0: oh my god wait a minute is it that one where they're in the jungle yes oh my god yes it is what is that i I couldn't even cheat Allie, Allie fox
1: that's the name of his character mosquito coast yes that's why i'm here that's why i came it was one of my dad's favorite quotes to, to say. <laughs> and I like it myself. So I will okay. continue that tradition. That will happen. All right, man. Well, so is it a watch for you?
0: Um I'll go ahead and lead off. It's not it's a a watch, but not a rent. Don't pay for it. We paid for it. I paid for yeah. it. Yeah. Not worth. Yeah, I would say don't pay for it if you're... I don't know that it's on any streaming service. It's not. But if, if you can get it at your library, watch it, or if yeah. it's available through whatever, like your cable package, something like that. Sure. Probably not worth the, the money just for that.
1: Library. I should have planned better. I should have done that. <laughs> I got that capability. Mm, terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, I can't call this not a watch. I, I think i call this a watch. I think there are fun moments to it. I think there's... One thing in particular I'm thinking of that a lot of people, it was what the directors expected to be the, the big twist. What's a twist in the movie? But and it it did. It had enough funny moments that I laughed at. That I'm gonna call this a watch. Huh. Not a fan of some of the people who were in it. Well, kind of one of the people who were in it. But realistically, otherwise it's it's okay. I think it's I think it's not the worst thing i've ever seen i might agree with you i wouldn't go out of my way to pay for it but i'd say it's worth a watch
0: okay yeah if you can find it watch it sure but don't
1: go out of your way watch it but don't go out of your
0: way all right i like it maybe that should be a tier of of recommendation (laughs) all right well, if you want to get a hold of us and hype something up that we're going to be disappointed by or maybe surprised by, you can do that by email. We're at moviehall gmail.com and we are on Twitter or I should say Joe's on Twitter at moviehowl.
1: Yeah, I sure am. Thanks for that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody, Halligans, once again, thank you so much for listening to Movie Howl with Joe and Ryan. Always a fun time for us to get and do this. Uh, even if we have to watch something that's not... The pinnacle of cinema. This is a fun thing for us to do. We're going to keep doing it because we enjoy the hell out of it. Until next time, I've been Joe. I've been Ryan. And we are out.